finally, everyone, right here to a brand new Getting Color right here on the Big Vito brand. I am Virtue, being joined by the man himself, Big Vito LaGrasso, who has been safe, luckily, from the hurricane down in Florida. What's up? I would like to say, Davis, good to see your handsome face again. I'd like to say hello to all my peeps out there. Thank you for checking in on my wife and I. Thank you for it. It has been probably like one of the worst months. You know, we had um, a death of three friends within a month. And um, it's been hard. And the last one who passed away, uh, we'll call him the Don. He was like my, uh, you know, he's kind of like a father figure to me. You know, good guy family dinners on Sunday, get together, good man. And um, just being called to help get him off the floor and pick him up. And he was a big man. I mean, he was, he's bigger than me. And to watch him shrivel down to nothing, it was, it was horrible. And I don't wish it on anybody. And uh, we just had been having a hard time. And then with the storm, um, being at work, uh, dealing with all that, everybody, uh, we had hundreds of people in, in my building. It was just a horrible thing. And um, once the debris, you know, got cleared up, you know, this happened, that happened, people with no houses, you know, you've seen all of Florida, you see the causeway went down to get to Annabelle Island. You see things in Orlando happening, Disney shut down. Mm-hmm. A lot of things happen to a lot of people, even down out of my complex where I live. Outside, there was water. And even the Punciana Parkway, that's still, it's still in the water. And it's right outside my, my, uh, my, uh, my complex. In the town, in the, like where I live, Kissimmee, people without electric, people lost their houses, people lost their It's a very, very trying time, very trying time. While you're here, and we get to do Getting Color, so that's great that we get back on track. You're safe and sound. Material things can be replaced, right? Material things can be replaced. Yeah, yeah. People can't be replaced. No. And, uh, you know, I don't wish it on anybody. But uh, let's get on with the show. We have one person in, not Jargo. Virtue fears Jargo. What is this? What is going on? What did I miss? Well, we haven't done any Virtue's Rages lately, but that's because I was taking it easy on Noel as we were, you know, so she didn't have to worry about shows. So we're we're gonna when Noel's ready, we can start doing a, another show for her to put up every week. Guys, I think this week I think we're gonna go back to normal schedule. So just look for Noel. Um, she hasn't been feeling good. She's been under the weather. We're trying to get her up and going, you know. I mean, if you seen her on camera, you'd say, Vito, would you just get back from the Bahamas? And you look at her and say, Hey Noel, you still living in Pennsylvania? <laughs> Hey now, I live in I live up here in Ohio. Look at me. I know Ohio. You know, uh, it just seems like if you don't, if you're not in Florida, you don't have a full tan all year long. Oh, and Jargo, you're always welcome on the No DQ Review at 8 p.m. Eastern every Thursday. But you work. So. Yeah, Jargo. But, and, hey, you know and, what? Let's get the first topic. Jargo's here, right? We don't know how long he's going to be here. Vito, first topic, because Jargo's a New Japan guy. Unfortunately, the founder of New Japan, Antonio Anoki, has passed away. Yes. Uh, revolutionary, like, have at it, Vito. I hate bringing these type of things up. 
Anytime somebody dies, passes away, it was really sick. But we can talk about, you know, the legacy he left, the good stuff. What do you think? Guys, we're talking a legacy that goes back to, you know, great Japanese wrestling. We're talking uh, Antonio Inoki fought Muhammad Ali. Very probably one of the best, you know, rivalries 50 years ago. You're talking Antonio Inoki. Either you worked for Inoki or you worked for Baba. There was no jumping. There was no mixing. There was no crossing. You were either here or here. And that's something that's missing in wrestling. It's called loyalty. You stayed where you started, you know. And when you went to Japan, it was one or the other. Now, everybody can work for everybody. And it's just no loyalty. And wrestling is a mess. But you talk about the founders of wrestling. Antonio Inoki, Giant Baba, those two made Japanese wrestling what it is and what the history is today. Those two icons. Like, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, like if you weren't in WWF or, you know, when WCW kind of came about, I mean, it was a big deal if you went to Japan, especially as a Westerner, to go over there. I mean, Vader did it. Hogan did it. You name it. I mean, even Lesnar did it in the early 2000s, right? I mean, a a lot of the big stars went over there to work New Japan. Guys, let me tell you something. Going to Japan, I've been back and forth to Japan. It is like one of the greatest trips you can can have. And Mr. Jargo's in the thing. He's his first Japanese-born WWF champion and WWF Hall of Famer, which is true. I mean, and a lot of Japanese wrestlers don't get the recognition they deserve because they're not seen here in the States. You know, you, you hear the legacy of Mizawa. You hear about uh, Kabashi. You hear about Chono. You hear about uh, – um, who's the guy who just debuted on uh, um, AEW? What a disgrace. I don't know his name. The Great Muda, right? Oh. You talk about the Great Muda. You know, that guy was way ahead of his time. You know, with the way he wrestled, charismatic, acrobatic, did some great things. You know, guys, we got a lot of great uh, wrestling from Japan. And I, myself, prefer Japanese wrestling as opposed to American wrestling. There you go, Vito. And you know, Jargo Jargo definitely prefers it as well. No, he is. He's a diehard, you know, like he is a, uh, he's a diehard, uh, wrestling analyst of Japanese wrestling and he was a fan of it and he follows it. So, I mean, you know, when you talk about what he knows, he's pretty accurate on his stuff, but I mean, there are a lot of guys, you know, who might know of the, the myths and the, the stories. Jago definitely knows his stuff when it comes to that and me getting at least to uh, go over there and get um, a taste of what it's like to be, a Japanese wrestler or, you know, be with those guys. It's a, a great honor and great prestige. So, and moving on from that, I want to, and again, we'll see if Jargo has some comments in the chat for this. So, you know, AEW, Tony Khan purchased the rights to Ring of Honor. Right. And it, you know, is he treating it like its own thing? I mean, debatable. Um, it feels like just a, extension of AEW for, hey, I don't have anything for you guys to do here, but we'll put you over here. Now, he did bring Claudio in um, 
Cesaro and put the title on him. But topic is Jericho unethically became the Ring of Honor champion for some heat. What do you think about that, gentlemen? All right. Guys, Tony Khan has made himself infamous, okay? He does a lot of things that an owner shouldn't do, but it's his company, his money wants to do it. He thinks he's revolutionizing the wrestling business, but when you come out as a executive or an owner and you embarrass yourself and you say things that you shouldn't say, makes the company look bad. When you talk about what they did with Ring of Honor and buying the company, I could see why they put Jericho on the map with the Ring of Honor championship. They're trying to make it relevant. Now, Jericho sells tickets. Jericho is a name. Jericho is a draw. If they had a Ring of Honor pay-per-view with Jericho leading the card, they're going to sell. Would this, like, you know what this feels like to me? If Jericho became the ECW champion when WWE had that version of their ECW watered down, that's what this feels like. And I might even be knocking that version of ECW. I don't know. That's how I feel. When you're trying to build a company or build something that you're trying to invest in, trying to make it prominent, I mean, Jericho's champion. There hasn't been a more popular champion or a better champion than Jericho in in the Ring of Honor. And they've had a lot of great champions. And that's not um, stepping, anybody's, stepping on anybody's toes. But when you talk about who's been champion there, nobody's as big as Jericho. Are you surprised they took it off of Claudio so quick? Because he he was one of those Ring of Honor guys. And, you know, he was people, fans. Hey, here, WWE underutilized him, maybe, supposedly, depending on how you look at it. Are you kind of surprised they did that? Do you know what the the, uh, thing of wrestling today is? Is that everybody goes for the cheap pop and not the longevity. Right? Yeah. So with Claudio coming over and winning the Ring of Honor title, oh, he finally won a royal title. It lasted a month. So what good was it? It made nothing, made him irrelevant, even twice as bad because it made him a transition champion. Now, if they like treat this Ring of Honor with their own standalone pay per views, and I, again, we don't see their own show on TV, it's hard to just get a TV deal. Like, if they did something like that, like I wouldn't even be opposed if they turned Rampage like as a Ring of Honor takeover. Like we still know it's AEW Rampage, but have Ring of Honor guys come out and say, no, this is our show. And I'm not saying do NWO stuff, but just to get that name out there, I just don't see enough. He he bought this company, the rights to it, and he's just meshing it with the AEW product. That's where I have a problem. Do you guys, see you him know- separating it now with Jericho as champion? I could see him putting Jericho as the headliner, Ring of Honor champion, Chris Jericho, against somebody in AEW. So as long as you have Ring of Honor champion, Chris Jericho, they will buy it and they will sell. They'll want to see who the contender is. So, I mean, the people are going to come and see. Now, would you say they cheapened it? No. Did you say they took away from it? No. 
But Claudio didn't sell in WWE, and respectfully, right? Samoa Joe, he wasn't a top guy. He was a, he was top mid card. Claudio, top mid card, right? When you talk about who creates uh, draws and pay per view buys, is Brian Daniel a pay per view buy where you can headline a card? Is you know John Moxley is. When you see him, I would say Brian card. Danielson. Though he's up, he, I think you could consider him that. Maybe not to the degree of the others, but more than Claudio for sure. Well, you know it's kind of hard because you know what, guys, when you're on this stage, like I always said, and you're in the WWE, the stage is grand. When you take a step down and you go to another company, the stage is small, and you need the WWE universe to hear what you have to say. Triple H made a good point when he signed uh, CM Punk to that extension, and he called him out on a lot of things. Without WWE, your pipe bomb is nothing because nobody hears it. And if anybody out there who is really into listening to good promos, go listen to the Triple H CM Punk promos. Listen to how real and how they're really shooting on each other, right? Go listen to John Cena against Roman Reigns. Go listen to John Cena against um, AJ Styles. When all these guys were coming up and they say, you're hogging the spotlight. You're not giving us a chance. You're burying the young talent. But these guys actually did what they wanted to do. But has AJ Styles been a headliner in WWE after his title run? No. no has there. Samoa Joe or Claudio? No. Brian Danielson had us had a run, and then he died off the card in WWE. He got hurt. He got he, hurt. He got hurt, which is why he died off the card. I think he could have stayed up there for a while. He was red hot, maybe white hot to a point there. His but, injury, his injuries, I think, cost him a lot. I don't know. But the thing is, when he came back, they they didn't put him where he didn't put him there. Well, so, he did have that planet champion run with the, it's a heel when he put Kofi over. So he yeah. was semi main event. Like, but I, I mean, I, I get it. Right. Apples and oranges to, for some of these people. Jericho is the known name. He's the ring of honor champion. That's the bottom. That's the main point. Right. So it's saying AJ doesn't need the title. He's over on talent alone, which is amazing. Yeah. He doesn't need the talent, but he doesn't need the title. But when you put him on the card, He's not main eventing. You know what I mean? He's a good match on a card. He is a quality talent. Yes. He is a good he is a good wrestler. Yes. He does have spectacular matches. Yes. Will the company build around him and say this is the AJ Styles hour? No. But they, you know, they like to have those guys they can throw in there when needed, like a Seth Rollins and whatnot. And Again, who's their next main eventers in WWE? That remains to be seen. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll even make it easy for the people in the chat here. Let's say, and I'm going to use our guys, okay? Now, Mr. Jargo and Mr. Virtue are on no DQ, right? So you guys are respectful journalists and analysts who know wrestling. Who moves the needle? Who gets the more views? Who is more popular, right? You guys are adequate and in uh, knowledge of the game. But when it comes to um, no DQ buys or what you get on the ratings, right, has anybody done a drop? Let's see who's – when you're on, do the ratings go up? When you're off, does Jago get the nod? Do you get the nod? 
We all know that when I'm on, when I was on, that's where I knew the rhythm was going. Yes, Vito, you moved the numbers for no DQ review. No, but but the thing is, me not being there, and the next generation of guys coming on, where you and Mister Jago are there, who's the main guy on the card? Who do the people follow? We, it, it doesn't matter who we have on the panel. It's contingent to if there's hot news for the week. If there is, we do two to two. 0.5,000 views. If it's just the same old news we're talking about again, it's just under 2,000. That's consistent. No one person really brings the ratings up there. We're just, it's kind of like a unit. And that's being fair to everybody, you know? Well, it is. But I think, yeah. like, if no DQ said, okay, if we could get, if we got Jargo, we got Mr. Virtue, we got Adam Rippon, we got myself, I bet you we could blow 5,000. Oh, well, yeah, the A team, but we got to get our schedules in sync. That's the problem. But well, Aaron is sure, too busy sure. cuddling his cats. He doesn't want right? to move the show. He wants everybody to come to his time slot instead of him finding a time slot that works for everybody. Right. And he's out there eating yeah. big meals. Does he send you guys a gift card? No. You see the tremendous burgers um, with my wife today. We're taking love pictures. Hey, Aaron, yeah. come on. Get with the game. But what I'm saying is we have a platform we follow. And if we yeah. went to one show, could we build a superstar club where we get – maximum views yeah. yes we can and then if and just for saying i'm out of the picture but between aaron and you and mr jargo right you three guys are established there but do the ratings jump when one years are on or one years are off and jargo's out there listening i know the reason why i don't ask him to be on the review every thursday night because i always thought he knew if he could make it because you know he's got work if he was available Thursday nights, he knows he's on by default. So, all right. So here and, it is, yeah. Big Vito. He, know, he knows now. If he didn't, hold on, no, no, Big Vito booking, Mister Jogger. You are booked on no DQ when you are available. Just you send an email and you will be on. You're welcome and enjoy the payouts. And when Aaron gets his two dollars, his five dollars, and everything, you want to cut it to funds because you bringing something to the card. Yeah, and I'm thinking Jargo said he's going to be on this week. We'll see. I mean, he's always the number one option to be on if he's available. All right, we got to move on, Vito. Go ahead. Next topic, Sami Zayn, part of the bloodline. Now, remember Roman's part-time schedule. They're sending Roman yeah. home to be off TV, only comes back for big events. So it made sense to have the goofball Sammy think he was in the bloodline for TV stuff, comedy, for the bloodline kind of re to reject. Anyway, it's morphed into this thing now where they've given him a T-shirt calling him an honorary ooze. If you break this down as any person that watches wrestling and knows tendencies of booking, they're putting him in there now. They're getting a pop of it, selling him some T-shirts. But when it gets time to make the bloodline a stronger unit of family, of Samoans, Sammy's going to get booted, and he's going to be a big, huge baby face because of it. What do you think? What does the chat think of Sami Zayn right now and how this could develop? I think it's entertaining. A month ago, I said, kick him out. I'm all about the bloodline. I want to see the Samoans. Now I'm letting it ride a little bit longer because I think Sami Zayn might get cheered. He might be a little baby face after all of this. Of course, he's not going to take down the bloodline. What do you think, Vito? If you this look is a big at topic. It, it was a if big you topic. Look at it. If I had to do this and I was booking this, okay, the guy who I'd have turn baby face would be Paul Heyman. He takes okay, a explain. lot of shit from them people, right? He's carrying the belt. He's carrying the thing. He makes the promos. He speaks. He does everything. 
the most overheal we've had as a manager in quite some time. Just for say he flips off the, you know what, I'm tired of this shit. I don't need you, and who the hell needs the Samoan truck? Throws the title on the floor. And if he said, do you want to fight? Let's fight. The place will go nuts. And would you, can you imagine a, a match between Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, no DQ, and then all of a sudden, all of Heyman's guys come out from the woodwork to drop, put something on Roman Reigns. And he goes over. I think that works if Brock comes back, but they've played that. There is no more Brock and Roman. They've right. played that card. Uh, if you noticed, if you if you're like me, and when pictures of Brock pop up from his farm up in Canada or wherever he's at, he already got rid of that like farmer look with the ponytail, dude. You know when he comes back, he's gonna be a heel. Like that's my gut feeling. Uh, I get what you're saying, but you know Heyman, I think loves being that. Uh, Oh, he does. Sammy Zayn, they need yeah. somebody who could bump. They need somebody who's a goof. He does well, a good job at what Survivor he does. Survivor Series is coming up, and I could see yeah. them. Either Sammy Zayn is going to be on that team and cost the bloodline the Survivor Series match, and that's when shit's going to hit the fan, or it'll happen leading into it, and Sammy will form his team against them. I mean, they, they at least have something entertaining that could come out of this. Like, like Jargo said, he th says it's the best thing, not saying much, on WWE TV scene lately. Well, there you go. No, it is. It is. It definitely is. It's a different flavor. What what the rest of the card is doing, I don't know. But you know, it's you know, it's definitely something to watch. You're going to watch one segment. That's a segment you're going to watch. Well, and what, here's what I like about it. They're all accepting him in, kind of sort, even if except Jay Uso. So Jay's like, "What the hell's going on? This guy, you guys are like, what you know?" And then Jimmy. And Sammy are doing that little Usos handshake, and you see Jay in the background all pissed off. I like that. That's storytelling, and it'll be fun for me if my prediction is right. The all the the, the bloodline, the Samoans will come together, and Jay will be the one that initiates it. Sammy will go packing. Maybe that gets Sammy over his baby face bloodline strong together, so they can do this thing at WrestleMania. Hopefully next year, if the rumors are true, with you know who Dwayne. I think it looks good. I think it'd be good. It'd be something to look forward to. You know, when Brock comes back, it gives a little different element, you know. But really, who else have they been pushing and who else have they got? What else do they have on TV? Well, that's the thing. They, you know, And I know you don't like it, but they were pushing Cody until he got hurt. Now he's off TV. Uh, McIntyre, they just never push him back up there where he was during the pandemic. Orton's hurt. They got Rollins always lingering. I mean, those are your guys. Kevin Owens? Nope. No. Lashley, Lashley's over there still, U.S. champ. What no, about, I what do you think of uh, Gunther? He's still the Intercontinental he's, champ. He's definitely the guy. He's a banger. He's got a different, he's got a difference. In, and you can't just put him in there with anybody. You got to put him in there with somebody who's going to fight back. Now, if so, you would, go ahead. No, that was it. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, if you got to put him in there with somebody who's going to fight back. Sheamus was a good opponent for him, right? Because Sheamus will fight back. Sheamus is tough. That was probably Sheamus match of the year for WWE. When you got two guys who could bang and they're not afraid to get hit, 
Like if I was in that kind of style match, I would thrive into that kind of style match because I don't. I'm not afraid to get hit. I'm going to get hit, but I'm going to hit you back, yeah. right? Hard. So is that a have, is that a called working snug match or no? Yeah, that's working snug. My is friend. it okay? That's working snug. But could you put AJ Styles in a match like that? No. No. Could you put uh, Kofi Kingston in a match like that? No. And he's a former world champion. Right, um, Seth Rollins in a match like that—it's not Seth Rollins' game, you know what I mean? Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar—he could, you know, um, maybe Bob, maybe Bobby Lashley because he did some like legit Matt, fighting before. Now you talk about Matt Riddle. Riddle's the guy who everybody yeah. says is supposed to be tough and he's a goof and whatever. That would be the guy to go back and forth with him, you know. So there are a couple guys. There's not a lot. Well, we um, will we will see how this all plays out now, Vito. WWE's doing this thing now uh, off camera for house show arenas or like when they're off TV uh, during the TV shows, like when it's commercial break with this white rabbit song from Jefferson airplane. And now they're doing cryptics where there's these codes, these QR codes you can scan. And look, let's cut to the chase. People were wanting to say it was edge, which you know he's already back. You know, it's carrying cross. He's already on TV. Uh, it could be Cody Rhodes. He's out hurt. Like, let's cut to the chase, Vito. They, Triple H is in charge of talent relations again. They they rehired Bray Wyatt. I, I know they did. They, they did. It's If you go back to that interview that Triple H had with Ariel Awani or whatever his name is, right. he, like, was getting choked up talking about Bray Wyatt. Like, his mind was spinning of all the possibilities that Triple H and Bray Wyatt could collaborate with to make a compelling product for TV with no Vince McMahon meddling in. What do you think about this whole thing? I think Bray was off doing his movie, never had an intent to get back into wrestling. Now all of a sudden these pictures crop up and he's training again with the guys getting back in shape. I'm just saying it now, dude. It's Bray Wyatt. Convince me otherwise. Guys, Bray Wyatt is all they got. That's It's either a Bray Wyatt here or Bray Wyatt AEW, and they're definitely paying him more money than AEW. He's established here. He knows what he's got here. Triple H running will probably give him more freedom to do stuff. So I think it's Bray Wyatt. I think it's good for the WWE. Now, Mr. Jago has put down uh, Gunther against smaller opponents who could create a lot of motion and bump machine. AJ, Sammy, Rollins, Ricochet, they'd all be great. Very different match, but a good match. Walter Visser. This guy overspray reminds me of Kenny Omega, and I think Kenny Omega is the fucking shits. And this overspray, if you were that fucking good, like Kenny Omega was, overspray. you would have been a star fucking 10 years ago. So when you bring up overspray and Kenny Omega, they suck. They got you really, well, But you know, there's still there's still a portion of the crowd that loves those new <laughs> Japan style matches. Or I don't even know if you would call, you know, they both worked in New Japan. So obviously you could call them that, I guess. Guys. Um, I'm not knocking their wrestling ability, but they're vanilla. They're vanilla for here. They're vanilla. They never made it on top. They gave Kenny Omega the title. He shit the bed with it, something fierce. You overspray saying, I'm better than this one. I'm better than that one. You know, and then there was a remark that Kenny Omega made, right? Uh -oh. And that, that irritated it? me. And it doesn't matter how old you are. If you could work, you could work, Jago. And if you ain't made it by the time you're 30, all right, then the time's up. But anyway, when a guy in a dressing room addresses the whole dressing room and says, I can outwork anybody in this room, 
Let me tell you something. That twisted my fucking ball so bad. And I said, motherfucker, if that was me, I would have stood up. I said, let's go to the fucking ring right now. And everybody in that locker room would have got up and they said, fucking Vito's mad. Watch out. This is going to be fucking good. And he would have looked at me with three heads and said, come on, motherfucker, let's go. You're not fucking better than me. I'm Vito LaGrasso. You ain't fucking that good. Let's go. And I would have got up. And then, of course, everything went down with Punk. Everyone's suspended now. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> dude. Uh, now, I've, I've heard about those uh, things that, you know, he allegedly said to the locker room. And some yeah. people some people that, you know, that leaked more of the news said he was he ended up, like, was allegedly saying it sarcastically. I don't even think that's a thing you say sarcastically, though, because there are going to be people that take it the wrong way. Correct? Yep. Okay. So, um, anyway, October, I say we will see Bray Wyatt return to WWE before this month is over. What okay. do you think? I, I'll go with Halloween's coming up, so yeah. So, anyway, and if not, something on the Tron, something where you know it's him, and then the date will be set for whatever date that is, you know what I mean? So, that's it, Vito. Anything on your mind before we close up this evening? No, I'd just like to say thank you to everybody for checking in on us. I want to thank the guys who, who are on the team. And these guys do make the big Vito Brandon do a great job. They put up with a lot of medical issues we have and the personal stuff. And we great, appreciate it. We're going to be back on schedule. And uh, Miss Noel is starting, you know, she's trying hard to get better, guys. She's not avoiding nobody. She wants to get back podcasting. I figured I'd say that because she tells me. And I tell her, babe, he says, when you're able to do it, I says, we'll do it. If you're not able to do it, you know, hey, you know, we'll we'll put it off until you can. But most of all, guys, these guys are my friends, and we become friends, and we all care about each other. These guys are legit dudes. You know, always show them the respect, no matter where they are. If they're here with us, or no DQ, and you know, hopefully we we'll get back, we we'll get back on track. Colin got married. How was Colin's wedding? It was nice. Yeah, it was very nice. It was in his the parents' backyard. But yeah, I know. He told me about the whole thing. Tent, like it was. Great, phenomenal finger foods. You know, sure. remember, remember wedding crashers there? We didn't crash it, though. We were invited. So. But how are the drinks? They have a, a wide oh, selection. Yeah, everything. Oh, yeah. Self-serve. Oh, my God. You must have been in heaven. Finger <laughs> food and freaking drinks. Yeah. Oh, man, it was great. I'm sure. All right. Go ahead, Mr. Mr. All right. If you remember how to do it, close it up, my man. Be sure to follow Vito on Twitter at the Big Vito Brand. Follow me if you'd like at no DQ underscore virtue. Sounds like Jargo is going to be on the no DQ review this Thursday night. And if he is available Thursday night, we're probably going to record a virtues rage for exclusively right here on the big veto brand awesome. for veto on virtue. This says been getting color right here on the big veto brand.com. See you later. Catch the big veto brand on Twitch every Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday at 6 30 PM Eastern. 